This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. A quick note before the show, this podcast contains explicit language. All right. Happy Friday, everybody. From NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with reporter and critic Serena Turos. Hey, Robin. From WXPN and the host of the Serious Rap Shit podcast, John Morrison. Hey, what's up, Robin? And writer and critic Letitia Harris. What's up, everybody? Well, it's New Music Friday, and uh, we're doing a quick rundown of our picks for the best releases out now. It's September 29th. Whole bunch of great new music coming out this week. Becky G, Wilco, Blonde Redhead, they're back with their first new album in nearly a decade. But let's start with the singer Georgia Smith. Her first new album in five years is called Falling or Flying. And uh, from that record, this is the song, Try Me. <laughs> this honestly sounds like it belongs on the Phil Collins Tarzan soundtrack. Oh my what? god, that kind of like <laughs> Why do you say that? Why do you no, say I that, hear it. Serena? The drums, Serena. Oh, yeah, it, okay. it's got this primal feeling to it. It's and yeah, real drum heavy. That's Sorry. so funny you say that, Serena. Because this is the opening track, right? Yeah, that's what I say. It's just like it's immediately <laughs> right out the right out of the gate. It's incredible. Exactly. So I was expecting like a whole drum heavy album of just, you know, a little more Afrobeat leaning things. And she experiments with the drums a lot on this. But when I heard this, I was like, oh, yes, Georgia, this is what you should be making. Her voice just sounds so good over this production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's one of those singers that makes me wish she did a lot more club stuff, like dance heavy stuff. She just, I don't know, she just has one of those voices like you could imagine peak time at a club and somebody dropping some crazy track and her voice is just like soaring over top of it. I feel like every time I hear Georgia Smith somewhere out in the world, I instantly know it's her just Mm -hmm. by the quality of her voice. I thought you were going to say every time you hear her, an angel gets its wings. Her phrasing is so beautiful, too. I think that a lot of R&B vocalists and pop vocalists have adopted the start-stop styling of a hip-hop vocal. 
And、mm. she doesn't do that whatsoever. She, on a song like Falling or Flying, the title track, she connects the lines from the verse to the chorus and from line to line with these vocal embellishments that really they keep your ear forward. You know, you're like always leaning in to see where she swoops next. What did you think of the overall vibe of the record? Because to me, it felt very solitary. You know, it is not a big album. You know, it's not a Windows Down album. You know, but the, the whole vibe to me suggests not just that it's inward looking, but it, it suggests time alone with your thoughts. And to me, that's how this album would best be heard too—just sort of、uh, alone, a, a quiet night, a headphones album. I feel like. The last time we saw her, she was very young, and she had her big moment between her teenage years. So this is very much like "I'm a Woman Now" album, and not that I'm an experienced, wise woman, but you know, I'm a woman who's like trying to figure out things. Thematically, what you said, Robin, like that solitude really comes through, but not in a sad way, just a very reflective. Like this is what she's making in a transition period, and it's really exciting to see how she's developed in the five years that we've seen her. Supremely confident. That was、yes. another note I made. Very confident. You、yeah. listen to this record; it's clear she's thinking very big, and she's taking a lot of chances. Yeah, you know, there's there's some ballad stuff on this record. There's some UK garage sounding stuff on this record. Yeah, I think this is really ambitious. I think her production, the way she switched it up over the years, is really exciting. Yeah, you know, I was looking up the producer, and I don't know if it's like Dom Dom, Dame Dame, like、uh, like a Grand Dom, like the、mm. British sort of like、mm. matron, or or what it is. And I didn't see that they had a lot of other credits, which was kind of astonishing because I think this beat making. Feels so top tier and lived in of like somebody who studied the craft for a decade plus. All right, again, that's Georgia Smith.、Uh, the new album, her first in five years, totally worth the wait. It's called Falling or Flying. Let's go next to the band Cherry Glazer. They've got a new one out today, called I Don't Want You Anymore. This is the song Bad Habit.
inside. I'm dying on sentiment for the ages. I love how like messy and just like embarrassing that track is. It's all over this record. All over it. So tortured. Tortured, vulnerable, introspective, just like admitting all the worst um, feelings you've ever had. I love this record. I mean, I'll come right out and say it. I, I think it's the best they've done. Yeah, I agree completely. Trey Glazer's been very like, you know, there's been a rotating cast of characters. The sound's always changing. And this really feels, even though it's messy, I think this is the most actualized development of their potential. Yeah. I love the song Touched You With My Chaos, <laughs> which very much gave me 1992, like grunge in the riff. But then it has these beautiful strings at the end. Yes. This this record has so much range and honesty, like messy honesty. Mm-hmm. Right. And it so it, it really blew me away. I was really arrested by the closing track. It's also the title track, I Don't Want You Anymore. I love a rock album that really just like leaves it all on the floor on their closing song. And I love the contradictions embedded in it because she's she's saying like, I'm done, I'm through. And yet, you know, on the chorus, she kind of confesses like, always find a place through you throughout my life. You know, she was lying. She's not done. <laughs> right. She's still in she's it. She's a liar. <laughs> you lie. And, and she, in this case, is Clementine Creevy, who mm-hmm. was clearly in the zone yes. when she was making this record. John, you mentioned the 90s. I thought about that, too. And, and it's not just in the sound, though. I thought, you know, what is 90s rock? We name-check the 90s all the time because of the way a record sounds. But this record thematically is very 90s, too, because what is 90s rock? It's sad, <laughs> it's angry, and it's full of self-loathing. And that's all in this, you know, it's all in this music. Yeah. And it's tortured, right? Which is interesting because we get this record from Clementine Creevy and, and Cherry Glazer, at a time when so much of the music we hear is a celebration of the self mm-hmm. and how awesome everyone thinks they are now. That's so funny you say that, Robin, because I feel like post-pandemic, the first person to be like, actually, I still kind of hate myself <laughs> when we're supposed to be <laughs> super happy. That's pretty radical. Cherry Glazer is the band again. Their new album is called I Don't Want You Anymore. There's also a big release today from the singer Becky G. Becky G. It's called Esquinas. This is the song Secundo Chance. Mis amigas soy salieron y yo aquí en mi cuarto me quedé. Escuchando nuestro playlist, viendo fotos 
sounds like I'm at the prom. Like, <laughs> but like a movie prom. The best kind of prom. Yeah. It does have that, that feeling of, of hope and a little tension, like what, what the night is going to bring. What's life going to bring after yeah. high school? This is the opening cut, though it's a bit of an outlier, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, this album is a real mix of a bunch of things, but I know that Becky G, who's currently on tour, has been covering a couple of Selena songs. And so mm. this song really has that kind of like 80 synth twinkle to it and lonesome, you know, tension. You know, Becky G, who's, you know, a Mexican-American singer, has really made a name for herself in Latin pop and doing these lightly reggaeton urbano mm -hmm. songs. And here, this is her first album of primarily Mexican music. And I think she just has such a greater connection to the music that she's singing. And I think it, you know, it's a lot more pared down. It's not overproduced and slick. And I think, you know, it really just shines. You know, I think it's interesting because, you know, Mexican regional is, ha is having such a moment mm -hmm. right now. And in fact, Alt Latino, uh, the NPR podcast, uh, Alt Latino is going to have a whole series on Mexican regional music coming up this fall. It's taking traditional banda sounds, traditional things like horns and percussion, you know, and mixing them into this music. I said that opening cut was a bit of an outlier, but if you listen to, you know, Chanel with Paso Pluma on it, or the song Cuidadito. I don't know a whole lot about Mexican regional music, but it seems to me when I listen to her that she's doing more than just sort of keeping these traditions alive for younger generations. You know, it's not like she's just saying, hey, here's this old sound that you should love. It's more like she's breathing life into it in a way that mm -hmm. makes falling in love with it kind of inevitable, if that makes sense, you know, and very of the moment. I don't know. Yeah, I love that song, uh, Cuidadito, because... So much of these traditional Mexican genres are about losing love. Mm -hmm. And but I love that song because, you know, talk about making, you know, a traditional song contemporary. She's she's singing about like, I'm going to slash your tires. I'm going to make you sleep right. outside. I'm going to call my mother-in-law to pick up the, the filth that one day she gave birth to. It's like oh, she's really, really reading him for filth. Um, but it's also the music is so peppy and bright. And, you know, I think there's such a beautiful contradiction there. Um, you know, this, the story of this album is that her grandfather died recently and she had always wanted to make an album of, of traditional Mexican music, but that loss really inspired her to, to make it her next project. And so to that end, you know, she sings the, the closing track here is Querido Abuelo, and it, it's really beautiful. You know, she's singing, I want you to know it was an honor to represent your bloodline. I didn't grow up with this music, but I made a real effort when I became a teenager and a college student to connect with some of this traditional Mexican music. And to me, it's always sounded really heartfelt and full mm -hmm. of heartache and sadness. 
But also, there's like a bittersweetness, like even the songs that are celebrations of life, they mix the good and the bad. I was at a funeral the other day、um, in my town. I'm living in Colombia, and we got to the graveyard, and it was for a young kid, like 24, who died、mm. in a motorcycle accident. And I was expecting everyone to be crying, sobbing, and they're just like straight up playing mariachi, singing their hearts out and sending him off in this very celebratory way. And it was such a bittersweet moment. And I think that takes it all back to what you mentioned, Serena. Like this being a dedication to her grandfather and scoring all those emotions and that heritage. This really, to me, sings like a musician and an artist that I haven't really felt from Becky G beforehand. I mentioned the、uh, Mexican regional series that Alt Latino has coming up this fall. We're also in the middle of El Tiny season, the Alt Latino takeover of the Tiny Desk for Hispanic Heritage Month. They've got a whole bunch of amazing artists set to play the desk coming up, but Becky G is one of them. So keep an eye out for that performance. I think it's coming out in the next couple weeks. Becky G again is the singer and the album Esquinas.、Uh, we've still got several more releases that we want to highlight for you this week, but first let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Lagunitas Brewing Company. Since 1993, Lagunitas has been challenging the status quo, brewing innovative beer, and crafting stories along the way. Featuring a wide range of craft brews, cult classics, and non-alcoholic options, there's a seat at the bar for everyone. Bring the dog too. Lagunitas Brewing Company, because every great song deserves a great beer. It's good to have friends. Learn more at lagunitas.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. When you book through Capital One Travel using the Venture X Card, you earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights, and you earn unlimited 2x miles on all other purchases. Plus, receive a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who save by switching save nearly seven hundred and fifty dollars on average. Get your quote at progressive.com and see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. National average twelve-month savings of seven hundred forty-four dollars by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June twenty twenty-two and May twenty twenty-three. Potential savings will vary. It's New Music Friday from NPR. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Serena Turos, John Morrison, Letitia Harris, and we're talking about our picks for the best albums out now on September 29th. That includes the first new release from Blonde Redhead in nearly a decade. It's called "Sit Down for Dinner,"、uh, and from that record, this is the song "Before." Serena, have you by any chance read Lessons in Chemistry? 
Lessons in chemistry, no. Okay, I highly recommend. Why? The sit down for dinner phrase just reminded me of that. (laughs) But it's really good. It's about this like chemist who becomes a sitcom star by making dinners every night, basically in like 50s television. And she like teaches women how to like poison their husbands. It's great. (laughs) I love that. Well, also if you haven't read Joan Didion's The Year of Magical Thinking, which this album was inspired by, you should also read that if it's absolutely Mm. devastating. Well, we can get to that whole book here, here in a minute. You know, I've not been in the loop on Blonde Redhead for a long, long time. I love their album. I'm kind of dating myself right here. But uh, in 1998, they put out a record called In an Expression of the Inexpressible. You're you're going way back. I I thought you were going to say like Misery's a Butterfly or something from the early 2000s. Listen, listen. (laughs) (laughs) You know, time waits for no man, especially not me and my (laughs) musical taste. But I I absolutely adored that record. That was the record that introduced me to Blonde Redhead. And they're coming back with this new record, as you said, Robin, their first record in almost 10 years and so strong and so emotionally rich, right? Mm. This record is all about togetherness. It's about loving the people that are close to you and and honoring them as we have them. You know what I mean? Because life is short and it's, it's fleeting and sometimes cruel. But, you know, what a beautiful sentiment to explore in a piece of art in a post-lockdown world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. These songs are warm, tender, you know, a little bit bittersweet. I'm very much into this one. Yeah, and there's a weariness in the songs, too. And there's just a a real beauty and a fragility in these songs that I was surprised by. Uh, And it didn't make sense to me until I realized, as I said, that this was inspired by Joan Didion's book, The Year of Magical Thinking, where her husband, John Dunn, died suddenly of a heart attack at the table while they were eating dinner, Mm -hmm. just instantly, right before her eyes. And so, you know, when I think sit down to dinner... I think, well, unless I'm yelling it at my kids because they're not listening. I'm thinking family, friendship, nourishment, it's like an invitation. the comforts of home, yeah, right. conversation, yeah, and not you might just suddenly drop dead. Yeah. But that's like what you're saying, John. I mean, this whole record is just about the fragility and unpredictability of life. I'll say that I'm new to Blonde Redhead. Hearing that they've had an album come out in 1998 is crazy to me. <laughs> um, been doing this for was, 30 years. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> I was born the year before that album. <laughs> <laughs> to the day of it, I read that book when I was early on in the pandemic when I was going through a breakup. And it really just made me think about my attachment to people and mm. the way I experience my relationships. And having this album kind of be like, not a sonic representation of that sentiment or that exploration, but just kind of hearing the wariness, like you said, Robin, the hope, the sunniness, all those different sentiments and feelings through this record. And the way they arrange things and the instruments are just so moving to me. I think as a first discovery, this is very exciting to hear. Yeah, there still is a bit of a seize the moment mentality, you know, especially on a song like Kisser Kisser, which might be my favorite from the record. Take control and don't see 
just about looking in front of you and acknowledging the chances that you have and kind of saying like, well, why not? You know, love people while you have them. Yeah, life's short. Blonde Redhead uh, is the band. And the album, again, is Sit Down for Dinner. We've also got a new one out today from another veteran band that's been together for about 30 years, and that's Wilco. Wilco released its 13th studio album today. It's called Cousin. This is the song Infinite Surprise. I knew you were going to play that one. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Uh, I... Lyrics, it's good to know we die. <laughs> I was like, yep. It is. It is. It's, it's, it's... Without death, life is meaningless and pointless little ticking clock to remind you jesus <laughs> i didn't even hear it in that way i didn't clock that oh my god <laughs> still at there's nothing there to see there's nothing there to see there's nothing there to see there's nothing there your worry so am I I'm sorry I made you cry you know that's not like me you know that isn't me no it's not like me to make you cry And the drum coming in like a heartbeat. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. Mm. I, I know. I'm an easy target. I stand for this band in massive ways. And yes, for all of the themes of life and death and all the darkness and everything. Yes. Because I think it's similar to Blonde Redhead, valuing what we have in our life, those connections we have with people, taking stock of how we relate to other people in our world and taking responsibility for that is so poignant on this record. I think the idea of the title being cousin is how we're all related to each other, Mm. even if we're not directly related, like maybe a distant relation. And I think throughout the whole album, Tweety songwriting is just how we make our connections and, you know, the state of our relationships and the responsibility we have in them. I know Michelle Zahner was talking about Wilco when she was Mm -hmm. releasing her last album and how inspired she was by the guitar work and just like these themes about grief and life and death. And so I could totally see why this is somebody that other people idolize and want to emulate. I mean, as beautiful and even-tempered as this music is, the thing I also really love about it is that it gets very, very dark in subtle ways. And it's often so even-handed that you don't even notice that they're doing it. But you Mm -hmm. listen to a song like Ten Dead. I woke up this morning and I went back to bed Ten dead Ten dead Now there are ten dead 
It's a very typical woke up this morning kind of song, right? Guy wakes up, he's tired, he just wants to go back to bed. But by the time he wakes back up, 10 people have died. Mm-hmm. And it's so subtle, I'm not certain that this is what the song is about, but I think it's about mass shootings. He hears this on the radio. And, you know, I think like with the Blonde Redhead album, it's about how quickly things can turn bad. And then he reflects on his own issues and the darkness that dwells within him and his painful past, all in the same song. A scratch on the cheek, a father to fight, I was too weak, too cold. Mostly night, I was mostly night, not enough light to hold. Yeah, and it's just, it's never too on the nose. I just think it's brilliant. Yeah, I think that song was a really good empathy experiment. Like the external receiving of the news and then being forced inward to reflect on it and then kind of like how that connects. Yeah, I love that. That's so true. I mean, this is territory that Jeff Tweedy and the band, you know, they've always navigated so brilliantly. These themes of sort of the perennial battles with inner demons, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the ways that we hurt each other and ourselves and how on earth we find ways to to survive it all. Right. Sidebar, do y'all watch the show Southside? It just got canceled. Oh, Did no, it really? I, I don't know that. I think they canceled Southside. Uh, the episode that Jeff Tweedy shows up on is hilarious. <laughs> oh, now I got to watch. It's, Does he it's so it? funny. Yeah, yeah. The one woman that works at the fake Renna Center, she's going on a campaign to like <laughs> solve uh, abductions that are happening on the south side of Chicago. So her idea is, yo, I'm gonna write a song about these abductions that are happening. And somehow Jeff Tweedy gets recruited to show up to the studio to help her write a song. It's so funny, yo. I'll have to check that out. I did not know that. I'll add it to my list. Anyway. Death. <laughs> Death. <laughs> Where were we? Uh, okay, if you, if you didn't keep up with everything that we played and talked about, you can see a list of it all in the description of this episode. I also put an expanded list there of all the other notable releases out today that we're tracking. There are many. So before we go, let's just take a minute to flag some of our other favorites. John, let's start with you. Yeah, my pick this week is an album that actually came out last week. It's from the singer-songwriter Lydia Loveless. And it's called Nothing's Gonna Stand in My Way Again. Lydia is an amazing songwriter. This record is all about loving and losing love finding out, you know, some some things about yourself, you know what I mean, and, and mm. rebuilding from that. I highly recommend it. Uh, Serena. My pick this week is from MJ Nebreda and her new mixtape, Arepa. Mm. 
MJ is a Peruvian Venezuelan artist, DJ, and producer, and she's based in Miami these days. And she makes these like neo pareo party anthems that have this playful, chaos forward, boombox rattling sound. And you know, her, her music videos, they have this early YouTuber sensibility to them, you know, the, the wild, wild west of, of, you know, crazy teenagers learning how to, to cut video. But the music also kind of slips into this smooth brained 2 a.m. feeling once you've been at the club a while and you really just are in sync with the music. And I think it's really, really fun. You had me at Chaos Forward. <laughs> Chaos Forward is always my jam. Leticia. Gotta rep Texas and shout out the awesome bass indie singer-songwriting Molly Birch this week. Her album, Daydreamer, is out today. I'm really excited about this release uh, for more of Molly's neuroticism. She has very uh, desperate, pining, yearning lyrics that just speak to me as a Scorpio. Um, and, you know, this time it's set to, you know, soft 80s sparkle pop, which can't imagine anything more better. So check it out. All right. And I want to mention the new album from the producer and composer Jalen. And that's J-L-I-N. It's called Perspective. So Jalen's an artist who, you know, she she very fervently defies labels or genres or conventions or, you know, any sort of specific lane. Uh, about the only certain thing that I can say about her music is that it's instrumental. <laughs> um, there are, are certainly electronic elements in there, uh, some classical elements. You can hear what I would call maybe systems music or minimalist uh, music. You're going to think of Steve Reich or Terry Riley at times, but really it's just her and wherever her amazing imagination takes her. Um, she worked with Chicago's Third Coast Percussion on this project, so they add a lot of really nice rhythmic stuff to it. Uh, again, the album is called Perspective from Jalen. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. My thanks to Serena Turos, Leticia Harris, and John Morrison. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank you, guys. Ciao, Robin. Thank bye you. Bye. See y'all later. All right, and a quick reminder that if you want to hear full versions of the songs that we featured, along with a whole bunch of singles that came out this week, search for NPR's New Music Friday playlists in Apple Music and in Spotify, and be sure to sign up for our newsletter. That's the best way to keep up with the latest Tiny Desks, reviews, features, playlists, and more. You'll find it at npr.org slash music newsletter. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. 
Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. 